Apple wasted little time with its first event of the year and unloaded a huge amount of news. Let's run through everything. I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. Here to talk about all the news is our resident Apple expert, Scott Stein. Welcome, Scott. Hey, Roger. Good to be on. Catching up with all the stuff that was announced. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a blur for, and they, they packed in a lot in that single hour. Let's start off with uh, at least the most eye-catching announcement for me, and that, that those are the colorful new iMacs. Talk about what we got. Yeah, so the iMacs, uh, the, the color thing is definitely something that hasn't been around for a long time. But besides that, it, it feels like the most redesigned Mac in quite some time for like a product lineup that always seems to look the same. Uh, it is thinner. I don't know how actually thin that is compared to an iPad. I don't think it's iPad thin, but it is thinner. And uh, it has the M1 chip that was in the MacBook Air and the Mac Mini last year. And we've seen had a really significant processor boost. Now Apple is moving into a more fully-fledged computer where that M1 chip is living. I mean, more fully-fledged meaning desktop computers maybe where people are expecting more oomph, um, which they're still promising uh, to be a big speed boost. Um, so that's pretty intriguing. Yeah, and let, I know it sounds superficial, but let's run through some of the colors like uh, and the, the design, right? Because you said it's a little bit thinner uh, and it's the first major redesign since 2012. But uh, I, at least for me, again, it sounds superficial, but... I, I was drawn by the colors. I was too. And, and also that they're like very bold colors. I, I've, get, I've gotten used mm. to this like faded pastel thing that they've been doing, especially with the metal tints, which are sometimes so subtle that you don't know that the color is there. Uh, and, and you did have the like, you know, iPhone 5C way back and you had things like that in the cases. But this is like a, a punchy, bold color. Um, I feel like that's pretty new for Apple. They, they, they haven't done that too many times with their products recently since like the iPod days. Right. And, and speaking of color, I mean, this is not a huge bit of news, but the iPhone 12 now comes in a purple. That's and uh, was that a surprise to you? Just, uh, just an unusual color to go to next purple. It, it does feel pretty random that it was purple, but he, I think he was walking past some like purple flowers in that video. It was like a, it was like a sign. But I, I think you know, I'm used to their doing the product red announcements, which were, for, you know, for a particular cause. Mm -hmm. I think, um, yeah, you know, it is weird to have one color. I think if it's one color, unexpected. It's kind of like when the Nintendo Switch Lite just announced like a dark blue color. You know, it's a, it's like, okay, cool. Maybe Apple will just start yeah. having out of the blue colors. Yeah, I found that random. It was one of, it seemed like half a dozen announcements that zipped by in a blur. Uh, one of the meteor ones, let's let's go back to sort of the, the big news. Uh, new iPad Pros. What what did we get with the new iPad Pros? Yeah, I get excited covering the iPad Pro landscape, but also I review iPad Pros, so I focus on it a lot. Uh, the, the iPad Pro looks like a pretty big upgrade compared to what we had last year. Uh, the biggest thing is the M1 chip, which we've been knowing it would get a processor boost, but it literally looks like the same one, as far as we know, it might be a little different from um, what we have in the Macs. And that really seems to suggest that the Mac and iPad are creeping ever closer to being spiritually similar. Um, they're promising, again, big processor gains with the M1. Um, it's gonna have that mini LED display for the 12.9 inch version, which uh, you know they claim has got a display quality that's up there with the Pro XDR, super expensive monitor. Um, it also has Thunderbolt. So like there are things that you would expect on, like, a, on a Mac. Um, it also has 5G, which is the first time that 5G has been on. Uh, and well, the iPhone was the only thing that had it before this, and now the iPad. And 
Uh, it also has a new camera. The camera thing is the most intriguing part because I've often dinged the iPad for having that side camera. Um, well, it becomes a side camera when you turn it on its side and it's not uh, lined up right. They claim that this new um, version of the camera has a wide angle and will also follow you and frame your shots, which sounds like the perfect zoom device, almost kind of like Facebook portal. Uh, it sounds like the tech I'd want to see on every single Apple device. And we'll have to see how good it is and whether it really accounts for it. It looks like it's still on the on the short end. So, you know, how does it know that and not have you look off angle? And, and speaking of cameras, we I didn't mention that the new iMacs do come with 1080p webcams, which that I think that was one of the biggest knocks on those old iMacs. The camera qualities were were pretty terrible, right? They were, and you know, look, I get really impatient because I'm used to like the nice front-facing cameras on the iPhone and iPad. So, you know, I really don't get why they can't just go to like 12 megapixel um, and be done with it. That might happen as as things are M1 based because if they're using the same chip structure, maybe something was holding them back in being able to do something like that. Because like, why would just put those put those nice cameras in every single Mac? And and be fine with it. Like 1080p is like still feels like a little lame. Not that you need higher, but we are recording a lot of video content now from home, mm. um, and I think a lot of people could put that to use. Absolutely. The let's go into the M1 because that seemed to be a big story for today. Getting it into the iPad Pro and the iMac. Uh, I was a little surprised, frankly, that the iPad Pro would have the M1. I, I just I thought that Apple might want to. You know, create if, if nothing else, even a psychological split between the iPad line and the Mac line. But having the M1 power both, as you the point you kind of made, it seems like the two sides are kind of creeping together, right? What, what, what did you think going into this event? Did you think there would be an M1 in the iPad Pro? I did. In fact, like a couple of months ago, I was looking at the M1 MacBook Air specifically as a way of beginning to think about whether it could be on an iPad. And um, mm -hmm. so I totally thought this would happen. But, you know, the thing that needs to happen along with it is the other shoe dropping of like, when will, will iPad OS fully unleash? And there are a lot of people who respond kind of spicily to that and go like, it's already very capable, which it is, but on its own terms. And I think that with last year, with the way that Macs can run iPad apps and iPhone apps, um, it seems to me that Apple is doing this at their pace. And I would not surprise me at WWDC that they announce an even greater dovetailing of the two, like, you know, they keep claiming they'll never merge, but maybe they'll like be hanging out a lot together and having lunch together. You know, like it's like, it's like basically <laughs> they'll be essentially the same OS. Right, right. Uh, one other announcement that uh, a new, brand new category for Apple and one that's been rumored for a long, long time, AirTags. What are AirTags? Yeah, AirTags have been rumored forever. They, they're leaning on the U1 chip, which is Apple's like a very specific uh, location-based ultra-wideband chip that can point to where something is very specifically in a room, like a beacon. Uh, that's on recent Apple devices. It's all that's what these are, and so that you could locate it and not just you know know where something roughly is, but actually they showed an app where it points to how many feet away it is and like a game of hide and seek, and then you can like finally get there. Um, besides playing hide and seek with it, I feel like um, what, you know, the potential to prevent things from getting lost, like $29 each or 99 for a four pack. Um, you have to get, you can't just like slap it on anything. You have to get like a certain key ring or a case. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, um, I guess you're not meant to put them on your children. Um, but I, but, but I like so tempted to try that. Um, and they have it, they, they have a direction based thing. They didn't talk about AR, but I am interested in that because we're going to get to a point with AR. Apple has this rumored AR headset talk forever, but also items have to relate to each other in order to like locate them for AR. And maybe these little beacons are the beginning of that. That's kind of theoretical, but yeah, right. Samsung has these trackers now that are also similarly wideband based, uh, ultra wideband based. Um, Tile's been out there. So, and Apple opened up its tracking OS support for these things. So, yeah, they didn't make a big deal of those. They kind of just introduced them. Right. It was interesting that they noted that from a privacy perspective, they were putting in uh, safeguards for in case, I guess, someone would use an AirTag to track someone or, in your case, track one of your kids. Um, there were, you know, like, it would ring or ding if it was like an unwanted air tag. So it was interesting that they put that thought into it. Uh, let's just switch gears to Apple 4K TV because we got a sort of a surprise upgrade there. It didn't seem like a, a huge update, but um, this is not something that was necessarily expected. What what exactly did we get with this new 4K TV? Yeah, I almost forgot about the Apple TV, but I'm but I'm most excited. <laughs> I'm almost I'm most excited about that remote. <laughs> the remote. God, the previous, the, the existing remote sucks. Like it, you know, that little thin uh, remote every single day, like we lose it and nobody knows <laughs> where it is and it slips in a cushion and it's like, it's been a joke. So Apple, yeah, the, the new, the, the A12 chip now in the Apple TV and it looks like it's, you know, sure, it's got like better video, but the remote was what interested me um, because it's just bigger and won't fall in your seat cushion. And it's supposed to have like a, it has a power button, dedicated power button and um, like more touch elements in the remote. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would just buy the remote. Like, I just feel like just, you know, let me just order that and not worry. But I think about like my brother-in-law who was looking to buy an Apple TV. I, people have been looking to buy Apple TVs because they're pretty cheap compared to other Apple products, I should say. Um, and uh, And everyone's home. So... It's a little entertainment box. So I think that's like a stealth big item in the lineup as far as something people would want to actually buy. Um, whereas an iPad Pro is really quite expensive and not something yeah. everyone's going to get. Well, that uh, the Apple TV 4K also has that feature where you can use your phone to like shine upon the TV and sort of do a color balance adjustment, right? That, for me, that was one of the cooler features that that came out of that. Again, not necessarily enough to get me to buy one of these things, but uh, definitely an interesting and innovative use of the set-top box. That was interesting. And it kind of like builds more of a relationship between the TV and Apple products, which hasn't really been there. Um, and yeah, I thought, I, thought that was, I thought that was interesting. And there were a number of smaller announcements, right? There was a podcast subscription service, the updates to Apple Card with a sort of family, uh, sort of family plan version of it. Uh, any other highlights? Anything else we missed? I mean, we ran through a lot. Apple obviously had a lot of news to share today. Uh, any other? Anything else worth mentioning? Yeah, they did. I mean, the Apple Card, like my, I qualified for too high an APR in the Apple Card, so I never understood why. I guess my who knows what it was, but I felt like I just wasn't, I never did not find it appealing on those terms, but the, the yeah, there's the share, the credit and the family thing. It's, it's, I need to understand what that is, but it was intriguing. Podcasts are, are cool. I don't know how the subscription thing actually shakes out and what it feels like when you 
when you use that. But um, but that was nice to see. Notable absences, I think, about like AirPods. We weren't necessarily expecting them, but there's been a lot of talk about AirPods 3. People yeah. are using AirPods a lot. Um, maybe those will pop up between now and WWDC. Um, no new 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 iPad accessories. Like um, I didn't know if there'd be a new pencil, but they're sticking with the pencil and the Magic Keyboard as as they exist. The Magic Keyboard now is a white option, mm-hmm. which looks nice. Um, but same same prices, same products there because already you're, you have a tremendously high uh, price when you buy the iPad. It now goes all the way up to like twenty four hundred dollars if you get the twelve point nine inch with two terabytes and five G. It starts at seven ninety nine, but like that's really exp- that's with a, no accessories. So that's a lot of money, and then that that also gets to like who's that for? That's not for the average iPad owner for sure. And uh, the iMac is tempting, but I, again, like you know, how does that compare? Which M one Mac do you get? I think the other big looming thing for Apple for me, because I cover this a lot, is VR AR, as we keep talking about it. Um, we didn't expect that here, but at some point, if Apple is going to have reportedly some sort of expensive AR VR headset in 2022, they're going to talk about that this year to give a year's heads up, I think, based on previous products, which would seem to suggest WWDC to me. Um but I feel like when when does that happen? Does that happen? And and that's about it. Well, that's that's a lot to leave on. We obviously have WWDC in just a few months. I'm sure Apple will have even more packed into that event. Scott, thanks for your time. You can check out all of our Apple coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.